Over the past 24 hours, Michigan football has received quite a bit of news. Issue number one, because this is the briefest, we'll talk about it more in this episode, but just to get it out of the way, co-defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach Steve Klinkscale is out. He wasn't fired, rather he was hired by the Los Angeles Chargers. This is yet again another former Michigan football staffer who is leaving the Wolverines, leaving Ann Arbor to go to Los Angeles with Jim Harbaugh to coach the Chargers. I'm not going to lie, I'm curious as to how the Chargers will do with really what is an all-formerly college football staff. Obviously, Minter had previous stints in the NFL, and who knows, maybe some of the coaches that Harbaugh brought along will be NFL level, but that'll be something that is interesting to watch. More importantly, Michigan announced the hiring of Don Wink Martindale as defensive coordinator. The fact that Wink Martindale is old and his first name is Don gives me a little bit of PTSD for Don Brown, also because both of these coordinators like to blitz a lot. But Martindale apparently did well in the interviews, and I'm going to talk about the good and the bad and give you a breakdown of Martindale being hired in, what his hiring means for Michigan, and what he is going to do or what he should do with the current roster situation, as Michigan is 128th in returning production. Welcome back, fellow football fanatics. It's your host, College Football with Sam. Before we talk more about Michigan football and about what Wink Martindale's hiring means, please click that red subscribe button, share this video around to any Michigan fans or students or anyone invested in Michigan football, even if it's Ohio State fans who are looking to get updated on their biggest rival. Share it with them, encourage them to subscribe. Also like this video and click the notification bell so that you can get notified when I release more Michigan football, Big Ten football, and college football content. College Football with Sam is the best Big Ten football channel on YouTube, and we're going to try and hit 20,000 subscribers as soon as we can before the 2024 season even kicks off, and we're going to be doing a giveaway at 20,000 subscribers, so stay tuned for that when we hit that. Lastly, if you want to support the channel, please check out my merchandise page to purchase merchandise where you can represent this awesome brand, and or check out my Patreon page and sign up as an All-American all-conference or Heisman patron. If you're an All-American or Heisman patron, you will get access to occasional insider bonus content along with, of course, like any patron member being thanked at the end of the video for your awesome support. But without further ado, let's resume. So Wink Martindale, it was down to him. It was down to the Chiefs defensive line coach. I think his name was Joe Cullen. Jim Leonard was also a name early in this rumored hiring process, but for whatever reason, never came through. I would say that's likely because Jim Leonard runs a different type of defense. But Martindale did well in the interviews. It was reported that it was either going to be Martindale or Cullen, and Sharon Moore chose Wink Martindale. So here we are. Martindale previously coached at 
the Baltimore Ravens as their defensive coordinator. That's where you have that schematic familiarity. And for the previous two seasons, he coached for the New York Giants as their defensive coordinator. It's probably more fair and easier to judge Martindale's performance off of his time with the Ravens as the Giants were in a severe rebuilding stage in the previous two seasons. But even in his time with the Ravens, where he fielded great defenses, elite defenses in some cases, his defenses were not without faults because at the end of the day, he was let go by John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens. After fielding three top three defenses, his defense fell outside of the top 16, outside of the top half in scoring defense in the NFL. The offense that year, 2021, wasn't good either, and the Ravens went 8-9 and nine and missed the playoffs, but it is what it is. Michigan now, and this is going to be something that Martindale and Moore have to collaborate on, of course, they have to hire a defensive line coach, a linebackers coach, and a defensive backs coach. So we're going to be discussing more importantly, I think, the defensive backs position because two names immediately came to mind. And these are names that are within the Big Ten, and Michigan could easily poach those coaches from their respective schools. But let's dive a little deeper into defensive coordinator Wink Martindale before we get into talking about Michigan's defense in a broad sense and also the two names that I have in mind. Martindale spent the 2022 and 2023 seasons, obviously, as the defensive coordinator for the Giants, and he resigned after this season. Before then, he also served as the DC of the Ravens from 2018 to 2021, fielding, as I mentioned a few seconds ago, three top three defenses all in a row. In 2018, the Ravens only allowed 17.9 points per game, which was second out of 32 teams in the NFL. The defense also only allowed 3.7 yards per carry, which is, I think, rather impressive, holding anyone to under four yards per carry. That's an impressive mark with defenses. In 2019, the defense only allowed 17.6 points per game, which was third out of 32 NFL teams, and the defense allowed 4.4 yards per carry on the ground. In 2020, 18.9 points per game, second out of 32 teams again, and allowing 4.6 yards per carry on the ground. You can see that in running defense, and to a certain degree defenses overall, there is a slight regression over those three years. And then in 2021, the offense did regress. It was the first time with Wink Martindale as the DC that the offense, the other side of the ball, wasn't inside the top half. The offense barely scored over 21 points per game, but the defense allowed 23.1 points per game. 19th in scoring offense. The real difference in this defense was, despite the fact that the rushing defense improved, only allowing 3.8 yards per carry, they allowed 7.2 yards per pass attempt, while the previous year they only allowed 5.6. In 2019, they allowed 5.7. And in 2018, they allowed 5.4. So really the secondary in 2021, for whatever reason, and I say whatever reason because I don't follow the NFL particularly closely, but I did homework here so we could discuss Wink Martindale. But over four seasons... The defense 
things under Martindale did regress. And I personally think that Jim Leonard or Joe Cullen would have been a better hire. But that's just me. We'll talk more about my long-term expectations for Wink Martindale in a few minutes. And then with the Giants, which again, because rebuilding years and terrible offenses, offenses that at peak were 15th and then 30th in 2022 and 2023, respectively. In 2022, the Giants' defense allowed 21.8 points per game. They allowed 6 yards per pass attempt and 5.2 yards per carry. Ouch. In 2023, the defense allowed 23.9 points per game, which was about 2 points worse per game, but the offense produced about 5 points less per game. The defense was 26th out of 32 teams. They allowed 6.3 yards per pass attempt. They improved in rushing defense, only allowing 4.7 yards per pass attempt. But man, that offense, whether it was Daniel Jones or he got injured and it was Tommy DeVito, did not do the defense any favors. Him and the Giants parted ways. Some say resigned. Others to others and to many actually parting ways is just keys for your being kindly fired rather than being kicked out of the door type fired. There are definitely questions surrounding Wink Martindale, but he's a veteran, age 60, and he's familiar with Michigan's scheme, the Ravens scheme, where Michigan has gotten their previous two defensive coordinators, whether it's Jesse Minner, who was with the Ravens for close to a decade, spent one year at Vanderbilt, went to Michigan for two seasons, or whether it's Mike McDonald, who was hired directly from the Baltimore Ravens, then returned as their defensive coordinator for 22 and 23 and now, entering 2024, he'll be the Seattle Seahawks' next head coach, which is awesome. Love to see it. He's reunited with some Michigan players like Olu Oluwatimi and also Mike Morris, offensive center and defensive end that is on the Seahawks' roster. There are questions. I'm not denying that. But he's a veteran, and I think that his experience with the scheme and the fact that while Michigan does not return the same amount of production defensively, like let's say Penn State or Ohio State does, they return production on that side of the ball nonetheless. They bring back a defensive line that they lose Braden McGregor, Chris Jenkins, Jalen Harrell. They they lost three starters on that D-line, including a rotational player in Cam Good. They return one starter in Mason Graham, but Kenneth Grant also at tackle along with Mason Graham, and then edges Josiah Stewart and Derek Moore. Those are players who would start on almost any other Power 5 roster. I mean, that defensive line is going to be good. Michigan, their key last season, why their defense was better, especially in the college football playoff performances last year, was because their run defense was elite. The prior season, it was great, maybe near elite. In 2021, it was above average to good at best. The, the passing defense has never been the problem for Ravens-esque Mike McDonald, Jesse Minner defenses under Jim Harbaugh. Passing defense has never been the issue. It's always been the D-line. It's been the linebackers. It's been stopping the run. It's been the interior trench play on the defensive side of the ball. And interior trench play is so important in the Big Ten, so it's good that these players return. And at secondary, there are some key players who return as well. 
obviously Will Johnson, Rod Moore, Makari Page comes back. And there are players who have some experience, whether it's Keon Sab and Jaden McBurrows, who've been involved in the rotation, or I think we've started at times due to some of the injuries to Rod Moore and Will Johnson sustained early last season, where you have a lot of experience in returning production there. Michigan in losing Jalen Harrell, Chris Jenkins, who's able to get pressure on the interior, losing Michael Barrett, who's really the blitzing linebacker, and also losing Braden McGregor. Michigan, part of me is skeptical about more of a blitz-heavy defense, but Michigan will have to manufacture more pressure because of the production that they're losing. Michigan's losing the most production at linebacker and defensive line in their front six, front seven. The secondary is where they return most of their production. So maybe this is especially in the short term, maybe this is a wise move from a schematic adjustment higher. Let's talk about 2024's defense overall. That's where we were going anyway, so we might as well make that the topic. Martindale will continue the Ravens system that McDonald and Minter ran, and this combined with a defensive line that returns key players, a secondary that has elite players, I think makes for a great 2024 defense, like I mentioned earlier. I think Michigan's defense, regardless of the hire, unless it was an absolute homeless man running the defense, I thought that with the pieces that are returning and the system that is in place at Michigan, that the defense next year wouldn't see a big drop-off. Now, the offense, this is a topic for another video, totally different story. I think the offense needs transfers big time at quarterback, at wide receiver, an extra offensive lineman and an extra tight end wouldn't hurt either. I, I think the offense, there is a chance that we see severe regression offensively, but we're talking about the defense in this video. The defense, I don't think you're going to see severe regression. You will see a decrease in pass defense, in run defense, in pass rush. All those things, I think, will get worse. But how worse will they get? That's a that's a critical question. But I think the answer to that question is likely that there will just be expected decline due to losses of production rather than a radical drop off of a cliff, which I think we've seen in the past with Don Brown defenses. Or we might see that this season with Michigan's offense, with the changes in coordinator, and more importantly than changes in coordinator, because I think Kirk Campbell will do a good job as coordinator, even though I personally wanted another candidate, but I think he's a good OC. Michigan loses all but one of their offensive starters in Colston Loveland. They return Mason Graham, Rod Moore, Will Johnson, Makari Page. They return four defensive starters and several players like Keon Sab. Kenneth Grant, Derek Moore, Josiah Stewart, Ernest Hausman, Jaden McBurrows, all of those players were in the two deep. All of those players got playing time or were substituted in big games. They have experience playing in the Big Ten. They would start on most Big Ten defenses, and Big Ten defenses are the best defenses in the country. They are. The Big Ten is known for defense. It's the Big Ten and, you know, 
Georgia used to be Alabama was known for their elite and sound defenses, but it's really the Big Ten in Georgia. And maybe Clemson, if they can recruit if they can recruit better and if they can replace that departing production. I expect Michigan's defense to be an elite unit. I do. Looking in greater detail at who returns, you have back Josiah Stewart, who was second in the team in sacks with five and a half. Derek Moore was third in the team with sacks with five. Kenneth Grant had three and a half sacks. Mason Graham had three. TJ Guy had one. Rayshon Benny had one. Keon Sab had a half sack. He also had four passes defended, two interceptions. Mike Sainra still will be missed with his six interceptions, two pick sixes, and two forced fumbles. Thankfully, Michigan returns Will Johnson, who had four passes defended, four interceptions. He himself had a pick six, also 27 total tackles. Um, And Rod Moore coming back with three passes defended and two interceptions is good as well. Michigan is not returning all of their starters or all of their production, and I think there will be a drop-off. But the D-line should be lethal. The secondary should be lethal. I'm curious what running back will look like. I trust Ernest Hausman and Jay Sean Barham, who is a great starter at Maryland. But losing Michael Barrett and Junior Colson, the two starters, all of the starters from the linebacker room are gone, and linebacker is the most important position on defense. The linebacker is the center fielder, the quarterback of the defense. He organizes everything, calls the signals, etc. He can see the whole field and he does everything. Stops the run, rushes the passer, defends the pass because he's in between the defensive line and defensive backs. He takes on all of their responsibilities to a certain degree. That's a very important position. And speaking of that position, Speaking of the defense overall, its defense is definitely going to be the most important important side of the football because they have yet to make hirings. Martindale is the only defensive assistant locked down right now. Michigan needs to replace Mike Elston. They need to replace Chris Partridge and Rick Minter, who is the interim linebackers coach, and now they need to replace Steve Klinkscale. Um, obviously, Elston and Klinkscale went to the Chargers. And because the offense is losing so much production, and I think it's safe to say that the defense outside of the offensive line and running back room was deeper than all parts of the offense, I think Michigan's offense is going to drop off. And I think that the defense will have to carry the offense at times next season. At least that is a likelihood. Guarantee? No. Nothing can be guaranteed. That's why we play the games. That's why games aren't decided by paper and ESPN's FPI or the JP poll or my potential power index. But it's so important that this defense plays at an elite level, that they make the right hires on the defensive line at linebacker and defensive back. There are two names, two names for defensive back coach, and I'll even give you guys a name for linebackers coach. Um, but as def- as defensive line right now, as def- the defensive line goes, I'm unsure, but that's just for now. I haven't really done research into that. Nick Monroe from Minnesota, currently the co-defensive coordinator and cornerbacks coach, 
coached Justin Wally in 2023. Um, and he's, he's helped whether it's Syracuse and their secondary, him being promoted from within at Minnesota. I think that, I just think that, I think he, I think it'd be a good fit. You can maintain the co-DC title, Minnesota's corners, the previous year, they struggled at times, but Wally is a really good corner, and Trayvon Jones was a newcomer. So Jones finished still tied for second on the team with tackles, two picks. Um, Justin Wally was an honorable mention, all Big Ten. I think that he would be a good hire, good move. You could also go after Minnesota's safeties coach, because whether it's Tyler Newbin or the previous season, Jordan Howden, Minnesota's had a reputation of coaching good individual defensive backs. Now, the team effort for Minnesota's defense last year was not good, but that's the same with this next person that I would hire as secondaries coach. Aaron Henry, I bring you the man, the myth, the legend who worked under defensive coordinator Ryan Walters in 2022 and coached an elite secondary that had Devin Witherspoon, that had Jartav- Jartavius Martin, Sidney Brown. These are these are players who were drafted in the NFL and who, I mean, look, Devin Witherspoon was viewed as one of the best corners in the 2023 NFL draft. This season, very young defense. In Aaron Henry's first season, the defense certainly had their struggles, but they also had their upsides. And five, Illini earned all Big Ten honors in 2023 on the defense. Uh, Newton and Keith Randolph at defensive tackle, defensive end, defensive line, and defensive back Xavier Scott earned an honor. Linebacker Dylan Rosaic earned an honor, and linebacker Seth Coleman as well. Seth Coleman will be returning to an Illinois team that overall has a lot of their production and some key pieces from 2023 back. So maybe Brett Bielema will get Illinois back to going bowling or get a breakout season next year, and maybe Aaron Henry wants to be a part of that. He is the defensive coordinator, calling plays, if Michigan were to hire him, you'd have to give him a big pay boost and at least give him a, I'd say, co-defensive coordinator title and let him have some type of input on the defense. I don't know if Martindale or Moore will be okay with that. I don't even know if Aaron Henry will be okay with that. Maybe he wants to continue to be a defensive coordinator, but there's no doubt that he is an elite defensive backs coach. And these coaches, Aaron Henry and Nick Monroe, are in the Big Ten. They know how to coach in the Big Ten, so that's why I went to them first. And Michigan under Ward Manuel has had problems competing, ashamedly enough, in terms of salary pool. Uh, This is Minnesota and Illinois. You will be able to poach these coaches if you give them a good offer. This coach for linebackers, in a different video, potentially in the next, probably next few days, unless the hirings are announced relatively quickly, I'll talk about some candidates for these different positions. Rob Dvorasek, Nebraska's linebackers coach. That is who I'd want Michigan to hire at linebackers coach. Poach him away. A, Nebraska's tons of resources. So if Michigan manages to poach him away, that means that Michigan is willing to pay 
what they need to to win. And he did an impressive job. He's he's quickly rising in the assistant world. Nebraska's linebackers, whether it was Luke Reimer, whether it was Nick Henrich, they suffered through some injuries the linebacker room did at times, or newcomers MJ Sherman or Chief Borders. This linebacker core was great last year. It was better than the 2022 linebacker core, pretty close to the 2021 linebacker core that was great. It was along with Tony White's defense and any of the defensive positions, it was great. And I think that hiring him would be a phenomenal move at linebackers coach. For defensive line, I'm unsure as of now, but there are definitely candidates that Michigan can go after that would coach at an elite level. We will see where this hire goes. Right now, I lean towards pessimism, if I'm being honest. I don't think Martindale is a long-term solution. I think that because of his familiarity with the scheme and there are plenty of good, great, elite players on this defense, that this year the defense can easily be elite, maybe in 2025 as well, depending on recruiting, development, and the assistance. But I think that it's best for Michigan and probably best for Martindale that he only stays at Michigan for a year or two and then tries to get back to the NFL or somewhere. Because I think long-term him being here will result in another Don Brown type of situation. I don't think is bad, but Michigan right now isn't trying to be 10-3 and three every year, or even 11-2. and two. You get the point. Michigan's trying to compete for the Big Ten college football playoff and national championship every year. At least they should. And I think long-term, I question whether Martindale is that type of defensive coordinator. But Overall, despite leaning toward pessimism, it's not the worst hire that Michigan could have made. There's familiarity. I can see why it makes sense. And Martindale and Sharon Moore, defensive coordinator and head coach, and any assistant coach at the Power 5 level or any level of football knows more about the sport than I do. So hopefully I'm wrong, and there's a good chance that I am in a good way. Thank you to Crash2488 and Justin Rogg for sponsoring this video. As a Heisman patron, thanks to Spencer Bringhurst and Armani Torres for sponsoring this video as an All-American patron. And thanks to Will Loftus, Gabriel Callender, Roaming Gnome, Matthew Sale, Chris Lane, Austin Christmas, and Zubin Zah, and Janisha Cockrell for sponsoring this video as all-conference patrons. Have a great day, guys. And if you're listening on Spotify, please follow the channel. Bye-bye.